welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. We've got a lot to talk about today, folks, so we're really excited to jump into it. I'm Ryan Spilton, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Guys, we got, we got, this is a lot. Yes, it is. You know, we've aged quite well for the year that passed in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I took a week of vacation and I'm still like 10 years older than I was at the beginning of last month. <laughs> it's, oh, time itself is just ridiculous. And do you know what helps pass the time? Taking surveys. So if you're listening to this podcast, jump into the show notes right now and go to the survey link that's there. Take the survey, let us know how you feel about the show and register for a chance to win one of three $100 gift cards for less than five minutes of your time. So help us out. We want to know what you think about the show. We're trying to make it better for you. And we want to do that, don't we, guys? I don't understand why you asked. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to help was... anybody? <laughs> well, we just did it for the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the most helpful things that survey respondents have found so far are our updates to feature rollouts. And we're going to begin there in the Atlassian cloud with a whole bunch of fun stuff, starting with the Jira software and core products. Now they've added a trash bag. You can now throw things in the trash <laughs> instead of just deleting them, um, which is just a nice feature. So you can get rid of some issues. No, it's not just issues. This is to, to trash a project. So this is like its schemes, its configuration, all of its issues you don't delete them accidentally. You put them in a trash. They're there for 60 days. You can restore them. This is, it, it feels like I, I feel a little hyperbolic in my response. And yet I'm so excited. <laughs> this is like, oh my God, we needed this forever. Well, I'm, I clearly thought it was so great that I narrowed its scope down to issues. So <laughs> it's, it's big. It's brilliant. Wow, that is really nice. Indeed. And in Jira software, in the basic roadmaps, you're able to filter your statuses by a nice little checkbox. And when you remove a column from a board, you can now choose where the issues are going to go, like bulk changes. Really nice touches in the Jira world. Over in the service desk area of cloud, uh, there are some easier workflow troubleshooting tools to be able to have an easy-to-view means of understanding why something isn't working as you expect it to. Another time-saving touch for you cloud administrators out there. There are a ton of cool things coming to Confluence Cloud, where now, Confluence will remember the state of the template browser that you are in. So if you close and reopen the window, it's going to be back to where you were. Nice touch. Uh, devs, I like it. They're also You're also able to create links to not yet existing pages, which is a feature that has existed in server for since way back in the day. But it's a, a what is it, MediaWiki was the place that did that. You can now define a, a page. And if as long as you mm -hmm. click on that link, you've now created a page from a title. Um, and the sticky table header is improving as well. On advanced roadmaps, you're now able to sort through a variety of fields, uh, custom number, assignee, and such. Uh, what's fun about this, though, is that just a few weeks ago, one of our consultants was trying to design a complicated kind of work around for this because it didn't exist, but now it does. So thank you, Roadmaps team. We're really glad to see that rolling out. Finally, in Bitbucket Cloud, when you're reviewing activity, the most recent comment is now displayed in context under the original comment. This improvement is going to help you understand replies better. 
Uh, we have talked about the mercurial deprecation uh, in general for Atlassian. We've talked about it several times, but now as of July 1st, all mercurial repositories will be marked as read-only. And last and definitely not least, smart links have been added to improve how they are displayed when they are pasted in. Wow. Big moves in the on the cloud front. Nice to see. Good on you, Atlassian team. But the fun doesn't stop there, Ryan. It never ends. There's a lot of updates in the server versions as well. Confluence has released not one, but two point releases since we last recorded a podcast episode. Wow. These are bug fix releases. Um, and so there are a number of issues resolved in 7.6.1 and 7.6.2, um, including application link status page fails to load due to case-sensitive checks for headers, uh, Jira issues macro not working inside page properties report macro. Um, a lot of things in 7.6.2. Um, widget connector can't load Google Map on HTTPS server has been fixed. Um, synchrony not rebooting properly on Ubuntu and AWS. Uh, PDF preview not rendering both multi-byte and single-byte characters. Lots of others as well. We'll be linking to these in the show notes as always, uh, but a number of nice little bug fixes in Confluence. Um, moving over to Jira Software, right after we recorded our last episode. Typical. Um, typical, always. If only, if only they were more cognizant of our recording schedule. I swear. And released accordingly. Um, <laughs> Jira Software 8.11 released on July 15th. Um, some nice new features, um, improved email notifications about mentions. I know that's long been a thing that has given people reason to grumble. You can check which fields take the longest to index. So a little pro tip for the admins, managing private filters and dashboards. That's the big one. That's that it's not the biggest. It's a big one. Oh, um, right. it's, it's, it's a big one. Um, something that we've certainly dealt with at Adaptivist, um, issue detail view now optional. Um, so on a, on a board, that detail view popping up can be kind of distracting at times. Um, you can hide that detail view if you want embedded crowd upgrade, more stability and favorite filters gadget. Um, but the, the thing that, um, that we, brought up before we actually started recording, um, you can now configure how quickly stale nodes are moved offline for data center. Uh, so if you've got a node that isn't updating, um, you can set a property. It's jira.not.alive.active.nodes.retention.period.in.hours. There will be a quiz. <laughs> um, but there is a property that you can set now and you can get those stale nodes offline in as little as three hours. Um, so admins for data center, that's a big thing. Um, the updates to Jira Service Desk, uh, 4.11 was released on July 15th as well. A lot of these are very similar to what we saw in Jira Core, um, including the stale nodes being moved offline, stability in the favorite filters gadget, embedded crowd upgrade, managing private filters and dashboards. Um, the big thing is some updates to language and then um, advanced auditing for service desk on data center. Um, so some categories that are specific to JSD, um, you can monitor SLAs, reports, agents, email channels, request types, et cetera. Um, so lots of good stuff in there. 
Um, but that's not all on the server fronts. I'll hand it over to Matthew for advanced roadmaps. Yeah, so advanced roadmaps, uh, 329. It came out on the 16th of June. Uh, the top item on the release list is one we actually talked about in a previous episode. It's the managing warnings in one place. I actually, I should have done this in advance. Let's go back and compare to the previous release notes. I don't know if there's a change here. It seems more like an announcement. I don't know. Maybe I was looking at a beta before last time we talked about it. I don't mm. think so. But um, yeah, managing warnings. That's sweet. I, I'm still excited about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, ditto on you know, visualizing and planning dependencies. Um, this is an early access only feature, uh, but the the image that's here is is a nice one. And I think uh, is very helpful for people. And then uh, some improvements to issue search uh, to better communicate uh, why certain issues are not visible. So I, f- I feel like this is uh, sort of similar to that Jira service desk improvement for troubleshooting. Like just Jira doing a better job of anticipating what you might expect and telling you why it's not there, um, but doing it in a sort of more subtle way because maybe you want it that way. Uh, but often, if you're like me, you're just confused. So, yeah, some, uh, uh, we've said, I think on a previous episode, we anticipate seeing a lot more uh, changes in investment in advanced roadmaps for the cloud and the server. I think that this week's uh, updates you know, kind of indicate that we'll, we'll see a lot more stuff coming to the cloud in the future, but definitely some nice improvements in server here, particularly that warning center. So there's quite a bit happening in the world of Atlassian trust and security. And we want to focus on that for a little bit. But to start that off, we're going to do a little follow-up on a conversation that we had with Atlassian's Harry Balasandram on episode 90, which was, I don't know, something like seven years ago. At this point, Oof, yeah. <laughs> um, no, episode 90 was about eight weeks ago. And in that, we had talked about the rollout of the Marketplace Bug Bounty Blitz. Well, the Bug Bounty Blitz has concluded, and there were some tremendous stats that came from that event. They had 179 cloud apps in scope with 63 partners participating, and a, this resulted in a grand total of 430 valid security vulnerabilities discovered um, and a whole lot of money got paid to some researchers for uh, finding these bugs. Um, There were 250 researchers invited to each program, 18 P1s, 76 P2s, 260 P3s, and 76 P4s reported. I'm not going to read all these statistics for you, but it is good to see that the blitz resulted in improving security all across apps in the Atlassian ecosystem and uh, built out a, a really nice sort of channel for bug researchers and vendors to ensure the highest level of security for the Atlassian experience. So good on you. Nice job to the cloud security team, Harry and his bunch. So good job, guys. And uh, keep on squashing them bugs. And following on from this, don't know if it was related or not, but I got a flurry of email notifications about changes to security and trust uh, pages and stuff on the community. Uh, And so we wanted to highlight uh, some of the things that Lassian's putting out around um, security and trust, most of which is cloud-related, but not all. The first is a change to their security bug fix policy. Uh, This is another one where 
I did not look back at what it was. I'm not even sure how I would because this is published on Atlassian's trust website. So it's not a wiki. It's just a static site, uh, maybe with Wayback Machine or something. But anyways, there have been changes, uh, particularly for the SLAs. So um, critical, high, medium, low, whatever the priority is. Uh, you can look at this page. We'll put the link in the show notes to see when you might expect those uh, severity of bugs to be fixed, as well as extended resolution timeframes, uh, some um, statements around critical vulnerabilities and what the backport policies are. Um, I think the SLAs are the main section that's been changed. But if you're a Jira administrator, uh, you're doing frequent or, or maybe infrequent updates on your Atlassian systems, because uh, it's really all of the Atlassian systems, take a look at the bug fix policy page so that you kind of know what to expect uh, if the time comes that you've, you're dealing with a bug. Next up on security, uh, you may or may not care about SOC 2 compliance, but Atlassian does, and that's good news for us. Uh, so SOC 2 is a certification that uh, it's called System and Organization Controls, reviews just a ton of different things around security, compliance, internal audit, procurement, et cetera. Um, so Atlassian's been pursuing SOC 2 for years, as well as ISO standards and other things. Uh, status page and URL line have recently been certified, uh, which means that at this point, Atlassian's entire cloud portfolio of products is SOC 2 certified, uh, nice. which is awesome. Um, so congrats to you all. I know they've been doing that for a while, but Jira Align was just added to the portfolio last year. So uh, very cool to see that getting socked too. Uh, and last, my favorite acronym so far, CAKE, uh, however, it is spelled C-A-I-Q, which stands for the Consensus Assessment Initiative Questionnaire. Uh, so this is about uh, 300 questions. I know that there's a CAKE light out there as well, uh, but it is a um, questionnaire particularly used uh, for cloud security. Um, that's how Atlassian's been been leveraging it. So um, they originally completed the questionnaire for Jira and Confluence Cloud back in early 2016. They've now updated it. So we'll link to um, this post on the Atlassian community where if you really want, you can go uh, to the Atlassian CSA star registry entry and download the current questionnaires updated as of July 2020. And today I get the last word in with an article, which as always we'll link to in the show notes. Um, this one is about retrieving schemes with project configuration APIs, which is a you know, quite unassuming little headline for some really big news, <laughs> actually. Um, developers, you will want to see this one. Um, there's a lot of information about getting project configuration via the APIs. Um, so a brand new set of um, REST APIs in, and, and information on how to use them. Um, so the, uh, the article says it's about five minutes of reading time. It's going to be a pretty useful reference, I think, for many of you. So look at the article, bookmark it. Um, you can return issue type schemes and all issue types uh, with a simple API call. Uh, it's going to return a list of the IDs. There's, um, the, as I said, the issue type schemes issue type scheme mapping, screen schemes, issue type screen schemes, all of the things that in, when we deliver our JIRA admin training, we, we go on and on about all of these schemes and screen schemes and issue type screen schemes. I hear you like schemes. I do like schemes. Um, and so does Atlassian. Um, you can retrieve all of these with the APIs. There's some nice um, images where they kind of map everything out. Uh, if you're not real familiar with how the various schemes interact with each other. 
um, and information on what they're returning, as well as links to documentation on how to retrieve that information. Um, so basically everything that's available for a particular project, you can pull back with those API calls. Um, you can get information about field configuration, field configuration schemes, workflow schemes, notification schemes, permission schemes, issue security schemes, 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 schemes. Um, there's a little bit of documentation on a real life example, um, which is really useful. Um, and then they're continuing to work on additional API coverage. Um, and so this is, this is all cloud API. I neglected to say that at the beginning. Um, so they are working on additional updates. They're going to be working on APIs to assign schemes to projects. Um, CRUD, I can't remember what the R is in CRUD, create, update, delete, um, issue types and issue type schemes. Um, lots and lots of cool things happening with cloud APIs. So if you're developing things on the cloud, it just got a lot more powerful and there's more to come. And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. Thank you so much for listening. Take our survey. You'll find links to all of the articles that we discussed in the show notes. Have questions? Want to chat? Get in touch with us on social at Adaptivist. So for Brenda Burl and Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Over in the... Uh, 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 uh,